The Green Divas love food. Organic, local, fresh, whole, delicious food. Here now is another Green Diva foodie file. Cut you off early. Sorry, G. I'm like uh, too busy <laughs> playing with my chocolate. It's okay. Yay. Okay, so. Good reason. Don't worry. Talk to us about chocolate. Well, I knew that David was coming in today, and I thought it'd be really cool to talk about the history and some health benefits of chocolate, because there are some, you know. You did a nice post. Well, thank, thank you. thank you. Thank you. So I kind of want to talk about the fact that chocolate originated in Mesoamerica, so naturally. Wait, like, what, can I ask, what is Mesoamerica, just in case there's someone that doesn't know what Mesoamerica, it's like Central America, so think about where the Got Aztecs it. and the Mayans were. Um, Got it. And they say that cocoa drinks could date as far back as 1900 BC. Some evidence suggests that as well. That's right. That's she's good. right. Yeah. Good. 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 Yes. That means she's my research on top is good. of it. Yes. And you'll chime in if. if, if yeah. She's if I'm not. wrong, if I'm wrong, you have to let me know so okay. I can change it in the post. I'm not, I won't be offended at all. Um, so it was regarded as a beverage during like special ceremonies, and priests used it as an offering to the gods. So it was a very sacred food and it was an integral yeah. part of daily life but it was a very sacred special food um, and then the conquistadors when they took control over those empires cocoa beans are actually used as tax payments oh. as well it was actually their money it was their money it was their money so really? for example yes when um when nez coyotl who was he was the com contemporary he ruled in city next to tenochtitlan so i, I won't ask you to spell i that, went there yeah yeah so Not tenochtitlan is mexico yeah. city today but there was yeah. basically mexico city the valley of mexico there's about 50 cities that have all conglomerated mm -hmm. into one and, right. and originally it was tenochtitlan was on one side of the valley and then the other side was um was another city was run by nez coyotl and he, and he had it in his coffers at that time just in that city back in this is about 500 years ago he had about 900 million cacao beans. Wow. Somebody so, counted them? So a cacao bean was worth about a tomato. It was worth about, for example, a ripe avocado was three cacao beans. That's that's what you'd pay for it. Oh, okay. So, so like a middle class, you were getting made, mm. you were may, maybe making two or 300 cacao so beans a day. So it was currency. It was currency. It was their money. But yeah. it was current. But did they do anything with that currency? I mean, did they then process it? And yes. They did. So yes. the more they had, the more they could process and then resell in a different form? Is that is that what they're well, talking about? What, what they would do is, it, first of all, the reason why it's money is because it has intrinsic value. And it has a skin around it. So the cacao bean or nut, it's actually a nut botanically, like a cashew right. or a walnut. It has a skin around it. So you could actually use it as money. And then when you wanted to actually eat it, you'd peel that skin off. You wouldn't have people's like dirt on it. You wouldn't have all this mm -hmm. stuff, you know, right. foot fingerprints, whatever. Um, so you'd peel it off and then you'd have the cacao beans. And so on the streets of Mexico City back in the old days, Tenochtitlan, you would go and you'd say, okay, I want to get a corn hot water cacao drink and that was the most basic drink now you can get other stuff added to it you could get cayenne pepper added to mm -hmm. it you could get honey added to it you mm -hmm. get spirulina added to it you could get uh, this type of grass that they had called ak you could get passion flower um or i'm sorry passion flower root was made into a um a really amazing tea i mean there's all kinds of amazing original um additives makuna was one of them which is this the velvet bean can can we do this now? I mean, it sounds like the 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 the, the ancient Mexicans had gourmet kitchens over there. Can these drinks be made now? Yes, they yes they can be made now. What they used is what's called a matate, which is a hot. Sli it was basically a 
it's a it's an angled slab of volcanic rock and they'd have a fire under it so it would heat up this volcanic rock and they'd take a, a kind of a roller like a stone roller like a rolling pin but it was also made out of that volcanic rock that basalt rock and they would crush the cacao they would mix it with cayenne pepper they would mix it with whatever other herbs they were using um, corn, for example, and then they would take all of that and put it into a hot drink. And they they had these original. Actually, they invented the Mexicans invented the blender, which 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 is the Molinillo. It's a hand blender. It was made out of a particular type of yucca plant. Seriously? Yeah, and and it's a long it's a long um, piece of of the yucca plant. And when the root ball would grow to a certain age two or three years it would stick out all these filaments all over the place and so they would take that and they'd drop it in the drink and then spin it like that oh. so just just like i would do with this microphone so i take the microphone and drop it in yeah. <laughs> we have audio effects you know that too, sounded clearly. good with the ring too yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no i get it yeah no right, it, right. It's like a yeah. whisk, yes. yes. And and actually, in Veracruz today in Mexico, there are women who can do this, and they can whip that drink up just like a blender. And there was all kinds of amazing drinks. They also did ones with just bee pollen, so they would take bee pollen or flower pollen yeah. and mix that with cacao and hot water. It was amazing drinks. Most of the time, interestingly, the drinks were unsweetened, so the 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 original cacao drinks were always very frothy and very bitter, and that's how they liked them. But mm-hmm. that's really the best well, way like to do it. Coffee, you know, I mean, it's got yeah. very similar. Very right? similar. Good. Yeah. History there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then with the conquistadors, was brought over to Europe, where that changed chocolate dramatically. I'm sure. It was it was suspected in 1528 that Cortez, on a trip back to Spain, brought cacao back to Europe for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's not actually known. Nobody knows for sure. Mm-hmm. But that's the that's the best guess that we have historically. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, I kind of go into detail about that so people can read the post. But it was saying that in the 19th century, uh, John Cadbury, so if you all know Cadbury chocolate, he developed the first process to make solid chocolate and modernize the traditional chocolate bar. So oh. he was well, the one who was behind, go. like, making it solid. And that wasn't really done until um, the Industrial Revolution, so by that time, you know, people, big companies could really commercialize it. They could um, advertise the treats, and then production could be, you know, spread throughout not just that country, or but that part of the world, really, because um, there's new machines that were producing it. Um, well, talk to us about the fair trade bit quickly, because yeah. we're going to have to close up this segment sure. in a minute, but sure. uh, and then we'll just carry on with it later, too. But mm-hmm. mention, mention organic and fair trade for us. Yeah, what I was just... Uh, saying earlier is that you know by supporting fair pricing healthy working conditions and sustainable farming practices um, it really makes all the difference when you purchase fair trade chocolate because you know child slavery happens at many farms across the world and by purchasing your chocolate with that in mind you get a fair trade stamp of approval so you know that farm workers are given the justice that they deserve um yeah, it helps Important. keep the workers out of poverty and maintain a stable income while promoting community development. So just by keeping in mind what kind of chocolate you're buying, um, I think is a really big deal. Well, I'm I'm helping now by I'm eating. laughing at that. I'm hearing wrappers <laughs> being torn Rapper. apart, chocolate I was, flying I across was being the room. Very ginger with mine. Megan's like this. I know. I'm frantically trying to. I'm like, I got to get this out. Here, let me have a little bite. You're very funny. Rob Jean and I have been Rob Jean and I have been having the milk M Y L K. Is that how it's spelled? M Y. Oh, so it's, I have to try a bite of that here. Dairy free, soy free, gluten free, 
Um, Here, try it's like this. This is magic. Brilliant. Here, yeah, so try, is this Mizar, one. Mizar, try this one right I here. Will. This is the best ever. That was a good foodie file, but I, re I, I request that everybody go to our website and look at Gina's well-researched and thought-out and delicious post. Oh, my gosh. At thegreendivas.com. Oh, my gosh. Stay tuned. We're coming back with the Mizar's DIY. Rob, honey, Just a minute. you want this. Hope you're hungry. For more easy and delicious recipes and even more foodie information, go to thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com.